0: hi guys and welcome back to another true crime and makeup time video today's case wow i feel like some of you guys have definitely heard about it or at least seen some pictures floating around what do you guys think of when you think of japan i mean i think of ramen cherry blossoms and the nicest people around the beautiful culture the great anime i mean come on right but do you guys ever think of a sadistic murder? No. Today's case can get a little gruesome, so please watch with caution. And let's discuss the life of Lindsay Ann Hawker. Let's get into it. Lindsay was born on 30th December 1984 to her parents Bill and Julia, and she also had two sisters, Louise and Lisa. She was from a town called Coventry in England. Lindsay was very intelligent. She was a great student and she graduated from uni with a first class honors degree in biology in the year 2006. Lindsay was smart, popular, outgoing, caring, and successful. After uni, Lindsay wanted to continue her studies by pursuing her master's degree. But before she went ahead and did that, she wanted to take a gap year just a year off to travel the world. She had a boyfriend, his name was Ryan Garside and they had been together for four years and they planned to go on this adventure together. Apart from just traveling, Lindsay wanted to do something a little bit different. So in October, 2006, she signed up to the Nova teaching school in Japan, which is Japan's largest English private school. Her plan was to teach English at this school, get paid, make a little bit of money, and also experience the beautiful country of Japan. Her boyfriend Ryan would be meeting up with Lindsay the following summer where they would then set off on their travel adventures together. There's a lot of people who really love to immerse themselves in a different culture, not just, you know, go for a couple weeks and, you know, for like a trip. They really love to be in it be around the people learn their ways learn their lifestyle there is a great demand for english teachers in japan and given how popular the country is how high it's ranked on the safety scale it's a really popular place for tourists to come and visit Lindsay chose japan because of how safe it was she loved the culture she studied it thoroughly so that when she was there she could be respectful to the people to their culture her father bill even packed Lindsay little lavender sachets so that she could hand them out to new friends and people she met when she was there as little gifts that alone should tell you how sweet she was and how sweet her family was because who does that i mean My dad would never do that. After Lindsay arrived in Japan she was sent to Koiwa, a district in Idogawa, Tokyo and then she lived in a city called Chiba I believe because the rent was significantly cheaper over there and she lived with two other roommates who happened to also be teaching at the same school, Nova teaching school, as she was teaching at. She quickly became friends with her roommates and It looks like it took them about an hour to get to the Tokyo branch of the Nova school. During her time in Japan, Lindsay made sure to stay in regular contact with her family, her friends, and especially her boyfriend through Facebook, Skype, text messages, and calls. She was really enjoying her time in Japan. Everything was going so well for her. In December, during her birthday, her parents actually came down and visited Japan to be with her. And they were so happy by how well she fit in there, how well everything was going for her, how happy she truly was. She spoke Japanese well and she got along with the locals. Then on 22nd March, 2007, six months into Lindsay's time in Japan, she had a weird incident take place. Lindsay normally rode her bike from her apartment she rode it to Chiba train station, would leave it at the train station, catch a train to work, go to work, etc. So that Thursday, she finishes work, catches a train back, arrives at Chiba train station, and she goes to unlock her bike at the train station and go home. As she was unlocking her bike, she's approached by a Japanese man who approaches her and he says to her in Japanese, You are my English teacher. This was really awkward. And Lindsay was weirded out by this because she was so sure that this guy was not one of her students. So even though she was awkward, she just responded politely, said, no, you know, I don't think so. And then she excused herself to just be on her way home. But this man, he continued to follow her. So she gets on her bike and she starts cycling away. And then she looks back and she notices he's still following her so she starts cycling faster and then he starts running after her. As she's trying to escape this guy he keeps chasing her asking her questions like where are you from where did you study and she tried to take like different roads and walkways but she couldn't get rid of him. She finally gets to her apartment and then he comes up to her again he catches up to her and what is she supposed to do? Which this would freak me out. Like, I'm so weird about this because I've been stalked twice by complete strangers. And the second time it happened, I was in high school. I was like two streets away from my house and I ran into the street before my street. And I hid in a neighbor's garden behind bushes. And then I saw this guy, like he was like walking up and down, like where, like looking for me, like, where did I go? And Oh my God, I just like waited in the bushes until he. I saw him like walking away. And it's just like, what would have happened? What did he want, you know? And oh my God, it's so creepy when people follow you to your home. I feel like number one, if you can avoid going home, like showing the stranger where you live, if you can like go to a restaurant, a pharmacy, ask for help, a police station, just... Because if they know where you live, you're going to live in fear. So I'm not sure if Lindsay felt this way. And again, you know, Japan is known to be a pretty safe place. The people are quite friendly and maybe Lindsay thought this was just mixed communication. So now she's outside her apartment and this guy has approached her again. I don't know how he knew she was an English teacher, but he approaches her and he asks her if she can give him English lessons. He tells her he feels like he needs some help in this department. And, you know, she seems hesitant and he tells her, well, you know, we can meet in a public cafe so that you feel safe and I'll pay you a generous amount. But Lindsay declines and says, you know, I've got a really hectic work schedule. I hardly have any free time to myself. So just no, thank you. He seemed disappointed, but he's kind of like, okay. And he accepts her answer, but then he tells her, well, could you offer me a glass of water because I'm so thirsty from chasing after you? Um, that sounds like a you problem, bro, because you're the one that chased me down. No one asked you to, but Lindsay was kind of like, mm, but agreed to let him in. Now, a lot of people were like, why? Why would she do that? But her thought process was if her roommates see this guy, see his face in case he bothers her again, at least they know who this guy is. Is, was, and she also wanted to show this guy that, hey, I don't live alone. So if you're thinking about trying anything, don't. Once he's inside her apartment, he again says, you know, please, will you reconsider? I really need these English lessons and I will pay you a lot. He offered to pay her 3,500 yen an hour, which is around $32 an hour. And this time Lindsay was like, well, shit, you know, She couldn't turn down this easy money, so she arranged to meet him at a cafe a few days later for his first English lesson. This man was super thankful, and before he leaves her apartment, he writes her a note. He grabbed a piece of paper, and he quickly scribbled down his information, and when Lindsay looks at the note once he left, he saw that it was a sketch of Lindsay with his name, number, email, and the date on it. His name was Tatsuya Ichihashi. So who was this dude? Tatsuya was born on 5th January, 1979, and he was from the city of Ichikawa, but he had been living in Chiba at the time. Now he was from a wealthy family. His mother was a dentist, and his father was a brain surgeon. Initially, he wanted to follow in his father's footsteps and become a surgeon, but he had failed his exams. So he settled for a degree in horticulture, which is basically gardening, plant maintenance, et etc. So very different to being a surgeon. And then after he graduated from this degree, he was like, "Cool." And then he didn't do anything with it. He came from wealth, so he was just living on that wealth, living on his parents' money. His parents gave him an allowance of a hundred, K yen, which was like $920 a month. He had no prior convictions, but he had been a suspect in a theft and assault incident. A woman alleged that Tatsuya had assaulted her while he tried to rob her in the street, but Tatsuya's father paid this woman 1 million yen, which was $10,000 to just keep her mouth shut, basically. Tatsuya's friends described him as socially isolated, a loner, and obsessed with violent manga. And manga, or manga, if you didn't know, is Japanese comics. Tatsuya was also known to have an obsession with physical fitness. He would go to the gym every day and cycle for over 25 kilometers every single day. And his friends believed his mental health was declining. And this was because he had told friends that he was feeling mentally unstable but none of his friends had told him to seek medical help or tried to help him also he had $900 a month from his parents so how the hell was he going to pay Lindsay $32 an hour if he was going to take one hour classes with Lindsay per week right that's like over $130 a month and that's if he only stuck to the one hour class per week also let's be real he wasn't you know, meeting Lindsay for English lessons, right? So he probably wanted to spend more than an hour a week with her. Now, the school where Lindsay worked allowed uh, the teachers to give private lessons on their own time. So it wasn't unusual for Lindsay to be doing this. But the teachers who chose to do this were told to follow certain rules, like meet with these external students in public settings and leave the details of the student they were tutoring with people that knew them and Lindsay did all that. She told her roommates where she was meeting this guy or how long she was going to be, etc. She followed all the rules. So on 24th, March, 2007, Lindsay and Tatsuya arranged for their first lesson to take place at 9am in a local cafe. CCTV actually captured them in this cafe and everything seemed okay. But every time Tatsuya would kind of step forward towards Lindsay, she kind of stepped back. The lesson went for just over an hour, and once they were done and it was time to pay Lindsay, Tatsuya was like, oh shit, I left my wallet at home. He's then like, you know, I need to pay you, don't worry, I'm going to pay you, but no stress, I live just a few minutes down the road, my wallet's there, let's just go get it. He said, just come past my house, I'll give you the money, and then you can just go home. Lindsay agrees, so they both get in a taxi and they head towards Tatsuya's place. Once they get there, Lindsay tells the cab driver to keep the meter running because she's only gonna be in for a second and then come back out because she needs this cab driver to take her to the Nova school because she had to start work. The driver says, okay, and he just waits outside Tatsuya's house, keeping the meter running, waiting for Lindsay to return. After a while, he's like, she ain't coming back. So then he just drives off. He just assumes she changed her plans. Then later that day, Lindsay's roommates were wondering where the hell she was because the last time they had seen her, she was heading out to meet Tatsuya. They started to get more concerned when they noticed she wasn't at work that day. They did report her missing later that day to the police, but it wasn't taken as a formal report. Then Lindsay's family also noticed they hadn't heard from her that day either, which was very unusual because Lindsay kept in regular contact with her family. At first, they kind of just thought, okay, let her be. She's probably just hanging out with friends and has just not had a chance to get in touch with us. But by the next day, they grew pretty concerned because she was due at work on Sunday and Monday and the school contacted her parents, letting her know, hey, Lindsay didn't show up for either shift. And Lindsay never missed a work shift. Her roommates once again reported her missing. And this time the police began searching for Lindsay. Her last known activity on Facebook was a message to her boyfriend that read, love you lots. Don't worry about the guy who chased me home. It's just crazy Japan. Miss you. Her father, Bill, immediately booked a flight to Japan. Police first went straight to the roommates and questioned them and they immediately mentioned this strange guy who had followed her home. That note that Tatsuya had left Lindsay was in her bedroom and it had all of his details, that weird sketch that he drew of her and Tatsuya was the police's first suspect and they had all his details. They followed CCTV footage from that cafe that they were at and they went to Tatsuya's home to question him. At 5.40 p.m. on Monday, 26th March, 2007, two police officers went to Tatsuya's apartment. They apparently did not knock on his door first. They actually spoke to his neighbor first who allowed the police to enter through the neighbor's house and look over the neighbor's balcony into Tatsuya's living room. So I'm not exactly sure what the layout of the apartment was like, but I'm guessing it was like from the neighbor's balcony. They looked over into Tatsuya's balcony and hence looked into the living room, which was probably next to the balcony. His apartment was dark, there were no lights on, but there was movement in the apartment. So they believed that he was home. They also noticed the detachable bathtub was on the balcony, which was really strange because it should be in the bathroom, right? the officers thought that Lindsay was being held hostage by Tatsuya in his apartment. So they called for backup immediately. Now I say immediately, but I don't know why it took three hours. So close to 9 PM, seven more officers arrived and they began planning a raid on Tatsuya's apartment. And this part is so frustrating. So be prepared to get frustrated. But as they're planning this raid outside his apartment, Tatsuya, opens the door. He's barefoot, but he has a backpack on. The officers were startled that he opened the door, but they tell him, oh, we, we need to talk to you. And because they were so startled, Tatsuya took advantage and he bolted, he just ran. He ran past all seven of them. And in that panic, one of the officers manages to grab his backpack. They managed to pull it off, but Tatsuya managed to escape. Seven police officers, he escaped seven police officers right outside his apartment. And if you've looked at Japan, which this is all an assumption, but I believe the apartments there are pretty tiny. So I'm guessing the hallway was pretty tiny. So it wouldn't have been an easy task for Tatsuya to run past all of them. Like how did he run past seven officers guys? Police entered Tatsuya's apartment And what they found was horrific. In that bathtub on his balcony, they found it completely filled with a mixture of sand and compost soil. Sticking out of this mixture was a female hand. Lindsay was found inside this bathtub, naked and bound, gagged with plastic ties and scarves. Her body was covered in bruises and multiple wounds. Lindsay's hair had been shaved off and her hair was placed into a plastic bag. From this alone, police concluded that Lindsay suffered a violent death. When they conducted her autopsy, they concluded that her death was through homicide. I mean, obviously. And they concluded that she died due to strangulation or suffocation as the cartilage in her neck was broken. On her body, there were round egg-shaped bruises, which they concluded likely came from a fist. Other marks on her body were found to have most likely come from colliding or being pushed into furniture. Lindsay was punched, kicked, and a blunt instrument was used to repeatedly beat her. There were many defensive wounds found on her body. Nearly her entire body was covered in bruises and the autopsy suggested that these beatings, this violent attack on Lindsay had taken place over a 36-hour period. Police believe Tatsuya attacked and then killed Lindsay before placing her body in that bathtub. He then put a mixture of sand and a decomposition agent in the soil mixture and put flower seeds on top to disguise this bathtub as a flower bed. Police also found multiple women's wigs around his apartment, which led them to believe that he was a cross-dresser. When this bit of information became public knowledge, People believed that Tatsuya killed Lindsay to turn her hair into a wig, but that was never confirmed. And I mean, I don't know if I really agree with that piece of information about him being a cross-dresser. I mean, there are many reasons why he could have had multiple wigs around. Maybe he just liked to be in disguise. You just, you never know really. Both Tatsuya and Lindsay knew martial arts, but he was a more experienced fighter. He was also a male. He was a black belt and, Lindsay fought him, but Tatsuya was more powerful. By 27th March, 2007, Tatsuya was a wanted man. He was on a nationwide wanted poster and police actually shared 30,000 copies of this poster throughout Japan. They also released posters of Tatsuya in disguises that they photoshopped. And they also released that note that he had left Lindsay of his drawing and his details on it because they believed that possibly someone would recognize his handwriting or his artwork. Police acted fairly quickly. And this was because Lindsay was not from Tokyo. And then for her to come here and then have such a horrific thing happen to her, was just tragic. Lindsay's parents had been informed that Her body may have been found and her father was already on his way to Tokyo. What he believed was a trip to search for his daughter would now turn into a trip to identify his daughter's body. And every time we talk about these cases, I feel like we kind of forget about what these victims' families go through. I mean, imagine that plane ride for him. Imagine her family sitting at home, what they were thinking, how they were feeling. Tatsuya's parents were questioned, but they did not know where he was. The police found out he had a girlfriend that he had been dating for a year, but she didn't know where he was. Then they found out that Tatsuya had visited a hardware store six separate times to purchase materials to assist him in Lindsay's murder. Lindsay's family launched a website to try and find Tatsuya. Her father even offered bottles of Japanese whiskey to the Yakuza, you know, the Japanese mafia, to ask for their help in finding Tatsuya. And despite the posters and constant appeals and the rewards, no leads came of it. A year later, Tatsuya had still not been found. The media started to question the police, like how the hell Did you guys drop the ball so hard? Were they lazy? Were they just incompetent? Why couldn't nine officers right outside his freaking door catch one man? Lindsay's family publicly criticized the Japanese police and this caused Japanese media and the British media to focus heavily on this case. In the meanwhile, Tatsuya traveled all over Japan with no money. He covered his face under masks and wore hats and glasses and avoided eye contact and surveillance cameras. And he didn't contact anyone he knew, no family members, no friends. And he traveled to the most northern uh, city in Japan called Aomori. And then he also traveled to the most southern city in Japan, the island of Okinawa. Somehow, despite being kind of everywhere, he avoided being found. Between 2008 and 2009, while Tatsuya was in Osaka, he slept in internet cafes and worked in building sites to earn enough money to get by. But he also saved this money to get plastic surgery to alter his appearance. But prior to this, before he had saved enough money to pay a plastic surgeon, he performed plastic surgery on himself. So one time he saw a wanted poster of himself, right? And he saw on this poster that one of his moles was clearly visible. So he took a blade and he sliced that mole off his left cheek using a box cutter. He then used scissors to cut like the bottom part of his lip right here to make it thinner. But he couldn't finish because obviously of the pain. So he had to go back a couple days later with a scissor again and finish the job off in this public bathroom. He cut open his nose bridge and then he used a thread to sew it shut to make it thinner. Look, the determination, okay, he was able to save 1 million yen, which is nearly 7,000 and he did this by using fake names, names of dead people to work odd jobs, jobs at construction sites. And this money that he had saved, this $7,000 was used to get him two nose jobs. And thinking about that, why would he get nose jobs? That doesn't change your appearance fully. Maybe he just wanted a nose job, what an idiot. Now the police dropped the ball on catching him, right? When they had him like right there. But then the fact that they hadn't even found him Now they were getting even more pressured because they were looking really bad. So they raised the reward from 1 million yen to 10 million yen. Funnily enough, the times that Tatsuya was performing these surgeries on himself, right? Like when he was being his own plastic surgeon, he was able to remain hidden, but it was this constant need of him wanting to change his face so much that ultimately led to his downfall in october of 2009 he's at the plastic surgeon's office yet again and while he's there the surgeon notices the scars on his left cheek and he thinks these look really strange and together with the scars on his cheek obviously there were multiple other scars on his face and the surgeon just had this like weird feeling about it and you know how you see those photos of surgeries before and afters right so the surgeon takes the before photo of tatsuya and tatsuya thinks nothing of it Well, the office took these before photos and sent them straight to the police now i believe the surgeon still performed the surgery that tatsuya came in for But when they sent the before photos to the police, the surgeon tells the police, look, I performed some surgery on this guy. And I'm guessing at this point, the surgeon's office put two and two together that this guy was wanted. So the police now took these new images of Tatsuya, the most recent ones with all the scars on his face, with the altered nose, with the altered lip, and released these images to the public and told the public to keep a lookout for this man Tatsuya and that he was going to be looking slightly different now Tatsuya then sees the news report on himself with his most recent photo and he's probably like what the hell you know he just had all this freaking surgery so he goes out and buys a disguise he buys a mustache a beard and sideburns okay and I'm like why did not you just do this from the start why did you cut your lip open and cut your nose open like but The public was already on high alert. They were like looking out for this guy. Then on 10th November, 2009, the police received a tip by an employee who worked for the ferry as he believed that he saw Tatsuya waiting for a ferry that day. Tatsuya was found and arrested finally. He was initially charged with abandoning a body, but later he was charged with two additional counts of and murder the reward money was split between the ferry employee the plastic surgeon's office and then also one of tatsuya's colleagues who worked the building sites with him because he later came forward and helped with the investigation Lindsay's family flew down to tokyo for tatsuya's trial on fourth july 2011. now something i find interesting is that in japan the perpetrator can get his sentence reduced if the victim's family accepts their apology. So Tatsuya obviously tried this and wrote Lindsay's family a letter saying, there is no one to blame but me. I will take responsibility. I will never forget about her and what I did to her and to you. I will carry my cross until the moment of my death. I'm very sorry. I not only destroyed her life, but I also changed your lives. What I did to her and you will never be forgiven. I was evil. Lindsay's family heard this apology and they strongly rejected this apology as they believed it was just a plea to get his sentence reduced. Then strangely, initially Tatsuya pled not guilty. But then as the trial began, he claimed he wanted to make an admission. He admitted that he was responsible for Lindsay's death. He admitted that he attacked and he raped her, but he did not intend to kill her, and that was an accident. He said that this happened when he tried to stop her from yelling while he was raping her, and that he covered her mouth and strangled her and accidentally killed her. But the injuries on Lindsay's body made his story seem a little bit unbelievable. The prosecution did not agree with Tatsuya's claim that Lindsay's death was an accident and if in fact it was, he did not try to save her, he did not call an ambulance, he did not perform CPR. Instead he buried Lindsay in a bathtub and tried to disguise her as a flower bed. Instead he buried Lindsay's body in a bathtub and attempted to disguise it as a flower bed. The prosecution believe he intended to harm Lindsay under the pretense of forgetting his wallet at home. He intended to lure her to his apartment to get her alone. Lindsay's intention was always to just stay for a minute, just collect the money and then get back into that cab that was waiting for her. She had to get to work. They believe that he intended to kill Lindsay as the wounds on her body were too intense they were from a violent attack the blows that Lindsay sustained to her right eye were horrible and they believe that this happened as soon as she stepped foot into his apartment that as soon as she was literally in his space he attacked her he wanted her to himself Lindsay fought back but she lost tatsuya's defense insisted that the entire thing was an accident well her death at least and tatsuya Stated, only Lindsay and I know what really happened that day, but she can no longer speak for herself because of me. It is my responsibility to tell the truth throughout this trial. Lindsay's family asked the court to show no mercy for Tatsuya and impose the death penalty on him. In Japan, it's extremely rare to get the death penalty, especially for killing just one person. So the court declined and on July 21st, 2011, Tatsuya was sentenced to life imprisonment for the murder of Lindsay and Hawker. Before his trial began while he was waiting in jail Tatsuya actually wrote a book about his time on the run how he performed these plastic surgeries on himself where he hid where he traveled what he did he didn't go into detail about the murder at all and he offered Lindsay's family royalties from the sale of the book you know royalties that he might earn but Her family rejected the offer and strangely enough as these cases always show us that there are some weird people out there and Tatsuya brought in these weird people because when he was in prison he had some fans, many fans and his parents actually would send him monthly donations while in prison and would visit him often and you know it's their child after all. And that is the tragic case of Lindsay Ann Hawker. I mean, throughout the entire time when I was researching this case, I just kept thinking like, if only she waited outside his apartment. Heck, if she never even went to his apartment, if she just told him, you know what, just give me the money, you know, at the next lesson, you know, even better, you don't have payment. I'm just gonna end my services with you. But who knows, right? It's easier said than done. He could have possibly just kept stalking her and harassing her and attacked her another time. People are relentless. And some people are going to comment, don't victim blame. That's not what I mean. I'm not blaming her. I'm just saying, us as women, we can't be trusting. We just can't. That's just not the world we live in. Lindsay was smart, beautiful, had her whole life in front of her. And that was all taken away in what, 30 minutes? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below, guys. And I will see you in next week's video. Besitos. Bye.